This station is being brought to you via Nolsoft Shoutcast streaming technology. For more information, visit Shoutcast. Shoutcast.com. Go that way. You'll be malfunctioning within a day, you miss that it's scrap pile. <laughs> the following program is intended for mature audiences. Are you stuck up? Star Wars en direct is brought to you by SimpleNet. With SimpleNet, obtain a low-cost advertising for your company or quite simply, a space to put your personal website online. Join us at www.simple-net.ca. Communications disruption can mean only one thing. Here they come. The project's like to mean it's pulling us in. Do me far when ready. Commence primary ignition. Ladies and gentlemen, the upcoming president of the official Star Wars Fan Club. Thank you. Thank you very much, everybody. Thank you very much. Ladies and gentlemen, listeners of the show and of the world, I come to you today as a humble man. This fandom has been living through ups and downs in the past decades because fans were waiting for George Lucas's work to come full circle. Now that it has, we must keep this fandom together, and in order to do so, we must choose a new leader to represent the fans from all over the world to Lucasfilm's limited headquarters at the Letterman and Digital Arts Center in San Francisco. I come before you today presenting myself as this man. I believe that the fans should be represented by someone who will represent the fandom as a whole. I believe the president of the official Star Wars fan club should travel all over the country, even the world, and reassure the fans that don't know that this franchise is far from dead and still ongoing and very much alive. 
I believe the president should show up at local fan club meetings, such as Fan Force and other groups organized through the official site message boards, and encourage such meetings to be held. I believe the president should be part of the insider team of writer for every issue, writing a column in the Bantha tracks of his latest apparitions and forthcoming ones. I believe that the president should represent the fandom within Lucasfilm's office by being one of of the always people on the edge of knowing everything that is going on all over the world in the Star Wars communities. I believe the president should be in constant contact with the fandom and the fans by giving regular interviews, updating on the latest projects going on in Lucasfilm. And finally, I believe this fandom should commit itself in the coming months not only to grow large in numbers, but to prove to the rest of the world that the Star Wars franchise is very much alive. And inspiring myself from a great leader, I can only say that we choose to promote and keep this fandom alive. Yes, we choose to do this and do the other, th the other things. Not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Vote Sebastian for president of the official Star Wars fan club. Sebastian will ensure that this fandom sees an announcement of the fourth Star Wars celebration before the final comes. Sebastian will appear all over fandom in order to maintain the power of the Force, strong in the hearts of all Star Wars fans. Sebastian will include Star Wars Galaxies in the membership kit. He's crazy, he's got vision, and like Troy Deming said, Sebastian for president. And of course, if you vote for Sebastian, anyone can carry a blaster. Vote Sebastian for president. And welcome to Star Wars on Direct on this edition of February 19th, 2006. I am joined today by uh, Brian and, of course, Audrey. And uh, we got Danny putting a lot of pressure on me tonight. Hello, <laughs> hello, special guest. <laughs> Are you all doing? Fine. Good, fine. I'm good. Yeah. So, in the lights of the fact that the contest for the official fan club president has have not yet been, like, announced in terms of rules, uh, I just chose to run for president. And uh, I figured, you know, that anyway, Quebec would be excluded from the contest in question. Probably. So I figured I got absolutely nothing to do by running, nothing to lose by running. So Just for fun. You know what, just for the, just for the, tri the, the kicks of it. So if you got any comments on my speech, uh, let me know, because I'm curious. Mm -hmm. I want to know what you think of the speech. I put a lot of thought into it. <laughs> Uh, of course, tonight's main subject, uh, main subjects, actually, will be uh, fx-sabers.com, and also Jeff Cialetti, uh the director of Galaxies and Revenge of the Myth, he uh, will be coming to discuss his latest movie, which documentary, documentary, which will, of course, be released uh, next week at the New York Comic Con during the weekend, where we will be celebrating our seventh birthday of Sit Clan, so promises to be very, very fun. All right. Uh, Brian, how about you tell people how they can contact us? They can contact us by email at SWENdirect. That's wrong. They can contact us by email at studio at SWENdirect.com. It's all my fault, Sebastian. Nothing to do with you. Sorry. <laughs> I'm putting too much, too much pressure on you guys or something? Yeah. No. We'll <laughs> see. It's all your fault. It's all your fault. It's like Audrey's like all cool because she's, she never like lived under your dictatorship. Yeah. Your iron fist, you mean. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, I will only say this. Just think tuning forks. And oh, no! Forks. Snap! Ah! <laughs> Oh, the bloopers. 
you don't understand why, but but I'm you sure don't want to know. You don't want to know, <laughs> Audrey. You want to explain to the people in the chat room? <laughs> mm, yeah, sure. <laughs> Something medical. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so, so where you can join we? us by email at studio at swindirect.com. You can get it to our, into our chat. Check us out on the webcam, listen to us live, read the blog, go on our Star Wars on Direct message board, all through main page, which is www.swindirect.com. You can also reach us via message messenger at swindirect at hotmail.com. And don't forget about the sound card crash. It could be, you know, faulty. Especially since I'm here. And, and you, yeah, you're around, so it's all bad. Murphy. And it actually fucked up earlier today because he was here. Murphy's back. I blame it all on him. I really do. Me too. It's all his fault. Um, all right. Uh, so Sebastian. Yeah. What did you do last morning? This morning, rather. It's freaking cold at 3 o'clock in the morning in Montreal when it's winter. It was so cold that the entire sidewalk and streets were white, but there was no snow or ice on them. It was so cold that if I'd stop for two seconds and start walking again, my pants would literally crack because they were so frozen. So, you know what? I just want to say something to the, the community, the commute of Montreal. It's just like, please stay open till 4 a.m. Like, make it, make it at least worth our while. And if you go out... On Saturday nights, uh, you definitely should carry an extra 20 bucks with you. Because, you know what? It's hard to get money from ATM that are out of service at 3.30 in the morning. You couldn't find one anyone between Crescent and, and Barry? And Barry, I couldn't find one that was working. Because they always reset the servers on Saturday at midnight. From midnight to 6, nothing works. But at the actual headquarters of the uh, of the ba- national bank, everything was working. Why didn't you go to another bank? I did go at other banks. I stopped by three ATMs. They wouldn't work. Desjardins didn't work? There's like Desjardins three or four. I there. know, and it didn't work. I was so pissed. Jesus Christ, I'd be pissed too. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I had an extremely great evening with my friend Brian and our other friends. And I also watched the 40-year-old virgin for the first time. This uh, this weekend, it's a very funny movie. For those of you who don't like Van Wilder, you might like uh, you might like the forty year old version because it's a little bit less crude. I I, I watched Brice de Nice, which is a uh, French movie. Yeah. About a surfer who lives in Nice, which is a um, a town in southern France on the uh, Mediterranean Sea, but there are no waves there. So he just kind of every morning gets up at 5 o'clock in the morning and just kind of swims out and sits on his board and there's no waves. And he's like <laughs> the cool guy in, in in town and everybody thinks he's cool. And, and he walks around and he says, and when he, he, he disses people and shafts them and he says, Degasse! And I he break brings you. his arms down. And in the translation I was watching with the subtitles, oh. it's axed. Okay, I, I axed, axed you. you. It's kind of silly, <laughs> and he does like kind of like a hand motion. It's it's really like stupid. Uh, they're wrestling. They were uh, yeah. Seb, what was it called? Yeah, the 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 trip, the 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 the, uh, the X Factor thingy there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was kind of stupid. Yeah. So while Brian's attention is being sent away to his MSN, um, I want to mention that I don't know why the feeds. They all they're they're all telling me the feed is fucked, but. 
everything seems to be going just fine. So I can't fix it. I'm sorry. That that that's 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 me. Just like tell them in the chat room. I'm sorry. Uh, but anyhow, I want to say I also watched uh, Capote, which is the headliner for the Academy Awards this year, and I can understand why the Academy is probably gonna like give a lot of prizes to that movie. But personally, if it's no Brokeback, no, but it sounds so much like Brokeback because the guy seems so gay. Okay. Truman Capote is so gay. It's, it's <laughs> not even funny. And you know what? I have him way too good. I'm gonna stop it now because <laughs> I'm scaring myself. But um, yeah. Don't re- don't translate the Capote in French, right? Capote. Yeah, I know. It's like Capote in French means like condoms. Yeah. Right? <laughs> it's also very funny. It's just like this kind of weird things. So, so, Sebastian, would you suggest to people go see Capote? I would suggest people to go see Capote who like documentary sort of kind of films. If you like Murder in the First with Kevin Bacon and Christian Slater, which I believe is a very good movie, uh, you should go see Capote because it's somewhat similar, but very much downwards in terms of thrills and adrenaline rush. Uh, it's somewhat of a slow movie. It's all about Truman Capote writing his book in cold blood. And... Um, it, there's all other sorts of events that occur at the same time and you can see a little bit of his life so if you've read In Cold Blood and you like the book and you want to know how it's, how it's been written I'm guessing you should probably go see the movie otherwise I'm going to say DVD rental go wait, wait well, for a rental for place to miss I got it free from work okay and I just took it out of the store and it was really stupid and if yeah, you're not French if you, don't, if you don't understand French don't see it because there's no point yeah. You have to be able to understand what he's saying. And it's really stupid and silly. <laughs> if you want that, go for it. Because it, it's just retarded. He, it's just, he, he has long blonde hair to his shoulders, and his toothbrush is like long blonde oh. hair, and he's like brushing with that. And his cell phone has hair, <laughs> so he like moves it out of the way because he's always flicking his hair out of his way, out of his face, and that's what he does with his cell phone. It's just. Everything um, taken you know, really far, mm-hmm. so I wouldn't see it if you didn't understand French. Okay. But if you want a stupid movie, it could work. As yeah. for myself, I only watched the Canadian uh, hockey team get slammed by the Swiss, <laughs> <laughs> and apparently we got slammed by Finland today. Yeah. So mm. it just happens. Actually, I think Ikastro sent me some uh, some scores today earlier. Uh, Germany has 18 medals, is that it? What is this? Possible. Off-topic part of the show. Germany 18 medals, Norway 16, USA 13, Russia 13, and Canada Canada 13. Canada? Canada. Canada. <laughs> Canada. <laughs> and you know what? I got the Depanner, and I have a lot of fun at the Depanner. Because yeah. you, can, you can buy a lot of stuff at the Depanner. <laughs> Even the Tepihu. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so, um, Brian... Tell me, do you have some information for me? Because I'm in need of information. Actually, I, I have some oh, listener yeah. feedback Actually, to go into. First. Yeah, you're right. But I'm gonna I'm gonna put that like little Twilight Zone intro that Danny did for us, because it's just so fitting of that. Don't you think? We'll be right back. Wait, wait. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I was doing. Um, we need something to record of the air. I was. 
I was looking for a picture of me with really bad hair for some reason, and I knew there was one on Google if I did a Google word search for me. So I typed in my name, and, and I was going to click on images up at the top, but then I saw, like, I saw, you know, Star Wars One Direction, other stuff I had seen that I mentioned on, and, and I saw a new one on a blog, and apparently um, someone listens to the show, and, and they had some grievances, how I sound like a squealing 15-year-old swearing to prove he's hip and generally being an idiot. Especially with his 11 days. I guess he's there as a younger, high school-minded counterpart to the, ho- to the host Sebastian. Kind of a gimme to the host's nits. Um, so I'm nits? I think you're... I don't know who you cool. are. Cool. I'm nits. <laughs> it, it's you're kind of confusing. <laughs> <laughs> this new nickname. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm, I'm nits. You're, you're gimpy. I'm happy with that. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Oh, sure, now, now whatever. You can be Gimpy. Or Nitz, or whoever. <laughs> Nitz is still sad. <laughs> anyway. But um, this guy listened to that show, so... Obviously. <laughs> um, I'm sorry if I sound like a 15-year-old boy. Um, I get high-pitched when I'm excited. Just the way I am. can't fix it. And I don't swear because of... Uh, I, I try to be, you know, hip and cool. Um, that's the way I talk. Right, Sebastian? It is the way he talks. There's just nothing you can do about it. And uh, pretty much we're proud of Brian the way he is. And this is a land of freedom and free speech and free expression. So, Well, well he is expressing his opinion. That's it. Most of the listeners, uh, I think, like Brian, so... But I, I would have liked him to actually send us an email instead of just yeah. posting it on his blog. So, you know, if you've got comments, don't just blog on it. Yeah, send it to should, us, because should, otherwise should. I'm not able to, you know, slap Brian live. We were lucky to, to him with fall over that. Him with him and with also, also, also <laughs> thank you for... He, he did link us, so thank you for that. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. Thank you for the promotion. Excellent. It's like, if oh, you want to hear a, a whiny 11-year-old, listen to Brian, <laughs> ah, he's <right>. there. <laughs> Uh, good promotion. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's just that bad. Okay, so now can I have my my my, my information, please? Yes. All can. right. People. Yeah. Yeah. Master Fisto, trust your insight. We do. And welcome to the miscellaneous news for this February 19th, 2006. I have a little Star Wars update. Um, and they're all according to Steve Sansweet. The Clone Wars animated series is set for fall 2007. Pre-production is underway and we're going, he says we're going through animation tests. And people are working on initial scripts. Also, much to people's different or diff- much to people's dismay or happiness, George Lucas is very involved in the process. So I think that's a good thing. Um, also, Star-, Star Wars live action is targeted t- more towards the end of the decade. It's getting more and more and more pushed back, so don't like worry. Like, uh, like 09? <laughs> yeah. Plot lines will have to be taken into account what's happening in the rest of the galaxy, so it's going to happen between 3 and 4. So you'll hear names like Luke, Han, and Darth. Maybe not at the beginning, but certainly towards the end. Um, 
of course, they're, uh, they're aiming towards 100 es- episodes. So, enough to put them into syndication in about three and a half seasons, at least. Um, Star Wars 3D is coming... Um, they say if there's enough theaters by 2007, it'll be... They'll, they'll consider it, but probably not, because there aren't enough theaters presently right now. There's only 199 theaters in North America that can play digital. Um, that's not enough. Um, if, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. It, they need it. They need it to get like more theaters. Anyway, um, apparently, also Indy Four is going to become going to start filming in late 2006 if they can get Harrison Ford, Steven Spielberg, and George Lucas all together on uh, you know start times and that kind of stuff. You know, confirmed and stuff. Um, the attack on M- Endor. Battle Pack has been pushed back until the 23rd, unfortunately, because Wizards couldn't to um, wide get a wide enough amount of you know boxes out to the stores. So it's good that you know they pushed it back, so they haven't pushed it forward. So some people to get it and some people don't. Um, so I guess it's kind of good, but uh, we have been able to see what's inside of them. There are four maps up on Sith Clan, and there are the six missions, which is first mission is the attack on Endor. Mm-hmm. Uh, second is a Separatist Republic battle. The third one is an awesome, like, beast fight with an Ackley, and Nexu, a Rancor, and a Bornsker. It looks fucking cool. <laughs> um, the fourth mission is a smuggler rescue with Lando uh, fighting Black Sun. The fifth is Temple Intruders with Kyle Katarn and two young Jedi Knights and New Republic, uh, you know, um, troops against Knight Sisters and Dark Side Marauders. So that's going to be cool. And the sixth one is called Overwhelmed, and it's New Republic troops against Yuzong Vong. Ouch. It, and the maps are beautiful. They're simply stunning. I'm going to put the uh, link up in the chat to Sith Clan where you can go check out um, the picture of the maps. And there are the scenario um, drawings so you can like, see where you start, where the Ackley is supposed to start, where the Nexus is supposed to start, and, and on the other maps where the scouters are starting to go, and all that stuff. So you can go check out the pictures. It looks like a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful maps. I can't wait to get to them. Um, in Celebration 4 update, um, apparently it will not be in Indianapolis unfortunately, because uh, the convention center is all booked up for 2007 in April and May. But we already knew that. But they can do it another time of the year. I know, that's what I've been thinking. Also, Lucasfilm was not known to use phony names. Blue Harvest, anyone? Yeah. R.O.B. and Imagination. Exactly. I think... Although that, that would be a really good code name for C4. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, no, it wouldn't be. That's fake. I want C4 to be amazing. Well, it will be. So you'd know. say, oh, it would be like opposites. Yeah. I see. So, in Galaxy's news, um, we have, after months of waiting, both Julio Torres and Grant Michaels, McDaniel, sorry, has released the yearly producers. Instead of uh, stating the future plans for the future, the uh, Sony Online Entertainment released the public... Um, Patch 27, which will be a good one, and they are uh, working with communicating with others. So you can go read those uh, threads on the um, SonyStation.com uh, message boards about Star Wars Galaxies. 
Um, so, Publish 27 was released on Wednesday with, all s- with almost no warning to the community. Uh, the patch included the new heavy weapons and giant enhancements, stealth upgrades, and space and space and space uh, PvP changes, as well as variety of bug fixes. The same day patch 27 was released, devs released the main content for information for, I guess, published 28, I guess? So far as announced, the removal of all armor certification, PvP enhancements, player bounty system is going to be added, item changes, entertainer having combat abilities and armor, and so on. Uh, more Castro put all these links in the uh, in the show notes thread. Um, there will also be a House of Commons chats with developers on Wednesday, and we'll be discussing Publish 28. Uh, oh, sorry, that was this past week. Sorry. And also, the Sony Online Entertainment has, uh, their producer has announced what the next publishers will be. 29 will be Bounty Hunters. Uh, 30 will be the Officer Revamp. Uh, 31 will be giving smugglers the ability to smuggle. Wow. Wow. They finally. Did, they didn't have the possibility to smuggle? My life Apparently. finally has a meaning. Um, number 32 will be a commando revamp, uh, trader revamp, and item customization. Um, in the 33 will be medic revamp and a new leveling system. And 34 will be a spy revamp. It's all about revamping. Yeah. You know, in June, in June 2002, <laughs> they had an article in the computer gaming magazine that said Star Wars Galaxies is the biggest uh, online game Blop. ever. Like, and it's also the best online game ever. And uh, that was back in 2002, and we're up to, what, 33 patches for, the, for, for, for this? Yeah. Okay. Um, that's bad, isn't it? <laughs> it's really bad. Um, oh, I want to make a correction. You know, you mentioned the uh, fine prints at yeah. the end. It's not the fact that it's too small. It's because the price isn't... The it's price not actually listed that it says twenty nine ninety five per month on That's it. That's it. Yeah. The price is not mentioned on the box. So, if you haven't... Um, you know, they're, they're coming with a Sony Online bundle. So, it's going to include EverQuest, EverQuest 2, The Matrix Online, and Planetside. All with Star Wars Galaxies bundled together for $50. Planetside is supposed to be good. Raven, uh, our uh, former editor, uh, was uh, su- subscribed to that. It, it, it's pretty told much me about it. It was pretty cool. It was like an yeah. FPS, but MMO. Man, yeah, that's it. That's pretty cool. Um, Empire at War was released this week. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to get it like in about half an hour. Because someone's, someone's bringing it to me Ooh. as we speak. It came out on Thursday. Uh, it's rated T for Teen, and there are two editions, the regular and the collectors. I wanted to deal with the difference. I w- did hang out with uh, Martin on Thursday night, yep. and uh, he had just bought his copy, and uh, he got the last one that was in the store. He had to get the collector collector's edition, and he got the last one in the store on the day it came out. Ooh. So this game, I think, is selling well, and we installed it. We looked at it. We played. He played through the first motion, and I watched. It was 
beautiful, beautiful game. It looks like a lot of fun. If you, if you have a good machine, should uh, you don't really need it. No, no you don't really need a good machine to play it because Not an amazing one. One of our friend has like a 512. Uh, megs of RAM and 900 megahertz uh, processor, and, and it runs fine apparently. So, like you need a one gigahertz. They recommend it. The minimum is one gigahertz, 256, like a 32 megabyte video card, 256 RAM. It, it, it's not a lot, but yeah. it, if you have the full specs, it looks great. So I can't wait to. S- I can't, just can't wait to play it on my little laptop. Also, <laughs> Battlefront. There's been a new patch, and of course, you know, a few weeks ago, the Xbox patch came out. So uh, you can go check that out on LucasArts. All right. Anyway, Sebastian. Yes. Are you ready? I am ready. Okay, good. The Daily Show with John Stewart did a um, was commenting on the Republican Party convention, and I'm not going to go into any further detail. Sebastian, just just play the tape. So how best to rally the GOP troops for the upcoming fall election? A rededication of the party platform, a review of their recent accomplishments. Or you could produce an eight-minute parody of Star Wars called Election Wars, in which Democratic Minority Leader Nancy Pelosi is Darth Nancy, evil cohort of sinister figures like Howard Dean and the dreaded campaign committee chair Rahm Emanuel. How could you take on a fearsome juggernaut like that? They had a plan to defeat Darth Nancy with a strategy built from the ground up, and it was up to their battle-tested incumbents to carry it out. They vowed to band together once more to deny the majority to Darth Nancy and the evil Democrat Empire. Evil Democrat Empire? I got news for you. If we're going to do the Star Wars analogy, the Democrats are at best Ewoks. At best. Believe me. You'd be pumping up their egos to call them Jawas. (laughs) Why can't the Republicans just admit it? You're in charge. You control the White House, both houses of Congress, the Supreme Court. You're not a bunch of ragtag rebels fighting the empire. You're the empire. (laughs) Besides, the Star Wars thing... The Star Wars thing is lame anyway. It's an outdated, nerdy reference. It doesn't even begin to... uh... I know you masturbated to me in the 70s. I know you masturbated to me in the 70s. You know, I always dreamed she saw that, but I never thought she did. Welcome to Fan Audio News. This week, Fan Audio Made Easy number 14 brings to a close Brian Patrick Stoyle's three-part voice acting tutorial. The series will run from acting to casting for the next edition due on March 1st. Finally, the long-awaited original audio drama series, Silent Universe, a blend of the feel of 24 Battlestar Galactica, from Trek Wars creator Julius Harper, has now begun. Be sure to drop by SilentUniverse.com to check out the double-length premiere episode. Star Wars, in the beginning, returns today with the second episode in its series, Foundations, 
looking at the origins of various influential early fan audio projects. This time, host Andrew Bettis takes on Nathan P. Butler, covering topics of Chrono Radio and Star Wars fanworks. This week, there's good news and bad news for the Jedi Council Speaks. The bad news is due to bandwidth concerns and costs involved. The Jedi Council Speaks is moving, for the most part, from... Automatic.com. <laughs> I, am, I am so sorry because like Arnie's been talking to me and is disturbing me. I'm sure. I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> Anyways, they're moving from Podomaniac.com to rmedia.org, so it's going to be eliminating some of their interactive blog response elements, and for the show for the time being. As for the good news, <laughs> she, she lost it. is there any good news here tonight, guys? <laughs> no, we're pretty much like, it's just like, I'm running for president, I can't even run a show. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Think about it, people, when you go vote. <laughs> we're not going to be voting. Damn. <laughs> or maybe it's a good thing. Probably for the best. Okay. <laughs> the Jedi Council Speaks creative team have now branched out to... Con- consider part of what they call what they're calling Southern Tier Audio Recording or STAR their equivalent of Razor Edge Audio or E2 Audio Core this is being done alongside a desire on their part to eventually create more than just the Jedi Council Speaks but also things like audio dramas or parodies a website for STAR is scheduled to open in the near future fans of Requiem of the Outcast will be excited to hear that Roto is back with a brand new kind of episode today the new episode type, the Roto Minicast, is a short, irregularly released episode focusing once again on fandom in the vein of the early episodes of the regular series. The Roto Minicast number one is available now. Just want to mention that Silent Universe, I listened to it. Yep. It's freaking awesome. The, qu- the sound quality is amazing, impeccable, or it's perfect, yeah. and the actors crystal clear, and the actors are really good. So you should check that out. Congrats, Julius. Yeah. That's all I can say. StarWarsFanWorks.com, the home of Star Wars fan audio on the Internet. It's your home for Star Wars fan audio genre news, a comprehensive catalog of fan-made Star Wars radio shows, parody tales, and serious audio dramas, with behind-the-scenes features, a message board, reviews, tutorials, convention coverage, an Internet movie database file directory of the entire Star Wars fan audio community and the only fan audio community recognized Star Wars Fan Audio Academy Awards held each year. StarWarsFanWorks.com. Fandom has a whole new sound. Every collector deserves the best. That's why our main goal at Federation Toys is to guarantee the highest quality items for the lowest prices. Yes, of course. Come by Federation Toys for Star Wars collectibles. Satisfaction and guarantee. Yes, that's right. Roger, All Star Wars and direct listeners will get a 5% discount on their purchases. Okay. And welcome to the collecting news for this February 19th, 2006. I was about to say 2005, because it was such a good year. Welcome, Arnie and Marjorie. How are you doing tonight? Pretty good. How are you? I am stressed, because I'm running for president. I heard. We're going to vote for you. All right. My wife actually needs to resubscribe, so we are going to resubscribe her with you as our contact, so you get at least one vote. That's awesome. 
That is awesome. I'm, I probably won't be able to participate into the contest because I live in Quebec. But like, if I can get some people to actually put me as their uh, their like sponsor for registering to the the official fan club, I'm just gonna be like, like they have to give it to you now. Well, no, I'm just gonna say, you know what, guys? It might be a 15 year old from uh, Virginia who won, but I still like put in a lot more people than he did. So. Well, check the official rules, see if they allow Quebecians, and if so, we will definitely subscribe for you. And we, I'll even renew my account early to get you a second one. Awesome. Two from us. Star Wars, on, Star Wars Action News fully supports Sebastian for president. Awesome. Oh, that's, that's awesome. Thank you very much. So into collecting news. <laughs> so, so into collecting news. Sideshow Collectibles is coming out with a Mace Windu tomorrow. Which is very exciting. A lot of people love Mace. Uh, it's going to be one of their 12-inch figures. It's, it's an okay likeness. It doesn't. I think it kind of looks like Mace, but it kind of looks like someone else. I can't remember the name of. <laughs> but it's it's pretty cool. Um, you can get it at our web. You have to click through to Sideshow's website from our website, ReviewStarWars.com, and you can order it straight from there. And it's really been kind of a slow week because we had. Toy Fair last week, and Toy Fair is when all the news comes out, and, you know, it's just been a matter of getting all of that assimilated. Master Replica's Y-Wing, the detailed photographs of that look absolutely fantastic, and I'm really regretting my decision not to pre-order it. And some of the more other sideshow 12-inch, or not 12-inch, the quarter scale figures, so they're about two feet tall are really looking awesome as well. Hasbro has a lot of things coming out. The Unleashed Battle Packs are getting play sets now, so you could have Hawk turret guns and snow speeders in addition to your uh, Unleashed Battle Pack figures, and I'm betting they're probably going to do an add-add down the line as much as they're sinking into the Hawk scene. So quite a bit there. Code 3 has a couple new posters coming out, but... Uh, they're going to do an episode one and an episode two poster. No details on when that would be released. I think the biggest news is Gentle Giants, though. Gentle Giants, they're having an exclusive minibus at Gen Con convention this year. It's going to be every fanboy's favorite, Mara Jade. Ooh. And then at San Diego Comic-Con, where Star Wars Action News will have a presence, there you have the Shock Trooper, the blue clone from Episode 3, and that's an exclusive bus to San Diego Comic-Con. Well, you know what, Arnie? I, I might be seeing you in Comic-Con. You uh, guys got to come down. We I, need I, to share a booth, I'm telling you. I, I, I'm, I might be going, and I, I'm, I'm really going to try, because there's a chance. I spoke to my parents, and they're like, you know what, that'd be cool. We could go to San Diego. There, there's only a very big conflict of interest in my... Yeah. In my case, because I'm already on panels for Toronto Trek, which is it's the same exact weekend. So, uh, I'm sorry. I, 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 you're gonna you're gonna miss the party of a lifetime. Yeah, that's oh, it. Yeah, rub it in. Rub it in. <laughs> but unless unless of course I get elected president of the, of the official Star Wars fan club, then I'll be flown there. So. Hey, you know what? We should make some sub for president t-shirts. Come down. We can play Hail to the Chief as you enter the Comic-Con. Be wearing shirts, have buttons that say sub for president. We can really make this work, Sebastian. <laughs> That's it. I'm yeah. financing a trip to Comic-Con this year. Fuck so, T-Trek. So Fuck T-Trek. <laughs> <laughs> Danny, you're my, new, you're my new campaign manager. Brian does a crappy job. I do. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, um... Brian, damn you. 
I bought six more packs of miniatures today. Awesome. <laughs> Did you get Thrawn yet? I have not gotten Thrawn. I've been sticking with the Revenge of the Sith packs. I got Grievous on the wheel bike. I got Luke Skywalker Jedi Master with uh, my first pack of the huge. Ah, oh, he's great. And I, I got like four of the very rares today, so I'm really excited. Oh, okay, well. Okay, uh, Arnie, you just yeah. have to remember one thing. With Grievous on wheel bike, just keep an Ektashi specialist really close by. It'll be invincible. I know what I'm playing. I still haven't played the game. I've just spent like three hundred dollars in pieces. <laughs> ah. yeah, he, he's yet to even open the starter kit. <laughs> he just opened all the little booster packs he got at the comic book store. <laughs> I see. Well, Arnie, I know you haven't got. Have you gotten Scorch yet? No, Scorch and the clone and the Jangle Fett figure for the three and three quarter inch Hasbro line are just impossible to find. As I understand it, as soon as the case is open, those are gone. The other figures in this Hasbro wave is showing up only at Target so far. And, I've, you know, any of the other figures, Sun Fok or Yoda or the C-3PO, those are in very good supply. But the clones, Django and Scorch, have just not been... I don't know if maybe they're light shipping in this assortment and there's another case coming. I haven't check the case breakdown yet, but it's uh, pretty good there. Okay, well, I'm going to try and find one tomorrow. I'm the other thing it. to keep in mind, you know about the George Lucas Stormtrooper figure? Mm-hmm. Yep. You have to get a full set of the VOTC figures that are coming out pretty soon. Well, the cheapest place I've seen these on the net, you can get a full case of the VOTCs, which is two full sets for only $95 at Andrew's Toys. So you can split the cost with a friend and get two George Lucases or something? Yeah, you split the cost with a friend. Each of you gets a full set. These things are going to retail probably for 12 or $13. And here you get them for nine fifty a figure. He has cheap shipping, and it's a great deal. And if you put Hunt into the uh, coupon code or comment section, you'll get a free Saga figure randomly packed. And it's a cool. Star Wars Action News coupon exclusive that we are going to share with you guys. Awesome. That's, that's so it. be sure to listen to our show. It will be out tomorrow. We talk about Sideshow. We talk about Hasbro. And we talk about... Gentle Giant? A few other things. <laughs> so it's at Star Wars Action News www.reviewstarwars.com or hopefully at your favorite RSS feed aggregator. All right. Well, thank you very much for being on the show and uh, I'll definitely have to think about going to Comic-Con now. Give it some thought, Mr. President. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much. Bye. Talk Bye. to you next week. This is Marjorie. And this is Arnie. We're the hosts of Star Wars Action News, Star Wars Collecting Podcast, and you are listening to Star Wars Indirect. Hi, this is Brian here. Every month, we need you to go vote for us on Podcast Go to our website, which is www.swendirect.com. Click on the banner ad for Podcast Alley. Go vote for us. Only takes you two seconds, and it will help us a lot to get new listeners and more promotions for the show. Thanks for your help, and may the course be with
and welcome to the community update for this uh, February 19th, 2006. The pressure is slowly going away. Like, very slowly going going. It's already pressed. It's, <laughs> it's, it's slowly going away. And uh, tonight we got a very, uh, very exclusive premiere for Star Wars on the Reg because we got an overseas correspondent. And it's James from Dublin, Ireland, who's with us tonight. Hi, how are you, James? I'm good, good. How are you all? Uh, we are very good. I am in desperate need of a deep cold Guinness, but I'll see to that after the show. Oh, obviously after the show. No drinking on the job. That's right, never. <laughs> Danny's saying, like, I can walk out to the Depener and go get one. <laughs> so, uh, James, you're, you're with us tonight because uh, you want to tell us of all the conventions that are happening in uh, Europe. Well, yeah, t- today I'll be mostly focusing on the UK um, at the moment. That's where the most of the activity seems to be going on in the next few weeks. Uh, starting off with Empire Day 16, uh, which is on in the Grundy Park Leisure Centre in Hertfordshire, which is in, is in the UK. It's in England. It's happening next Sunday, the 26th of February, and the guests so far uh, include Warwick Davis and a host of others. Uh, the cost it's quite a, it's quite a cheap one in so the cost is nine pounds for adults so that should work out maybe fifteen dollars Canadian so you can get, kind of get the, the price in your head in your head and there's eleven first time autograph signers guest talks displays and a whole galaxy fun and then coming up next we have Star Wars Day this this Star Wars Day is Star Wars Day ten and it commemorates um, the memory of Michael Sheard who we all know played Admiral Ozzel in The Empire Strikes Back. Uh, at, at, during the end of last year, uh, Michael Sheard passed away through cancer, and all um, all and um, all all the all the money will be going towards a foundation set up in his name. But this con is a, is a huge name of a, of a, of a attendees, including Jeremy Bullock, Warwick Davis, Jerome Blake, Garrick. Hogan and Caroline Blackiston. Um, it is on the 12th of March 2006 in Devon. All, all the information will be posted up on, on Star Wars on Direct after the show. Uh, also coming up is Memorabilia. That's on the 25th and 26th of March 2006 in the NEC in Birmingham, England. Currently, uh, currently uh, who's on the list is Kenny Baker who we all know as RTD2, and Michael, pardon if I get his name wrong, Kingma, who plays Tarful. Uh, now, this is, this is going to be an expensive one. Uh, the entry is £11 for an adult, and for a child is £5. But there will be a huge amount of autograph signers at all these, from non-Star Wars, uh, non-Star Wars uh, shows and movies, but, you know, I, I can't really talk about them now, can I? No. No. Well, no, yes, probably. Is there any Battlestar Galactica? No, unfortunately, I'm mostly no. lost for some unknown reason. Well, oh. Hurley will be there. Pretty cool. Cool. We all like Hurley. We all do. Uh, there's a lot more coming up in the next few weeks. But I'll have to do some more reporting on that, and notably in Australia as well. I know we have a good few Australian listeners. Um, but, you know, if, if anyone's out there and they feel like organising an event or anything like that, just let me know. Or even if you're just having a small local event, 
you know, I, I can mention it and get a, get a bit of a, you know, attention put on it. Most, most definitely. So thank you very much for being with us tonight, James. No problem at all. And we'll talk to you next week. See you next week. All right. Have a nice evening. You too. Bye. Bye. That was James from all the way Dublin overseas. That was so cool. All right. Well, over here in our little part of the world, world uh, the Pittsburgh Toy Comic and Childhood Collectibles Show uh, will be on, on from March uh, 11th and 12th. The uh, largest toy show celebrates 17 year this year at the uh, Pittsburgh Expo Mart Monroeville in uh, Pennsylvania. The Pittsburgh Toy Comic and Childhood Collectibles Show has over 450 dealers stable of new and vintage toys, comic books, anime, gaming, Japanimation, action figures, sci-fi, horror, TV and movies, model kits, Star Trek, Star Wars, Transformers, NASCAR, Diecast, Hot Wheels, Matchbox, Johnny Lightning, Barbie, G.I. Joe, Planet of the Apes, and much, much more. Of course, it will be open from sa- on Saturday from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m., on Sunday from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Adult admission is $6. Kids under 12 go in for $4, and early buyer can actually get in for 10 bucks. And there is a free Alien vs. Predator McFarlane playset to the first 1,000 paid customer during the early buyer event. And the early buyer event is Saturday from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m., and it includes an entire day admission, so get there early. There's a few celebrity guests as well who are going to be there. Uh, Walter Koenig uh, from B5 and T-Trek and uh, Star Trek. Aaron Moran, Johnny from classic TV series Happy Days. Uh, the 501st Star Wars Legion will be there, and of course uh, there's a free parking. Early prizes are, will be drawn. And dealers' stables, if you're interested into that, are only $65 each. So you can uh, contact Orange Stone Promotions at 814-467-1500 for more information. And for more information, if you just want to attend, you can go to www.pittsburghtoyshow.com. The uh, San Diego Star Wars Society meeting will be this coming Wednesday, February 22nd. It is at the Scripps Ranch, uh, which is located 9722 Caminito Doa in San Diego, California. It's a residential area, and uh, it will be from 7 to 10 p.m. For all those de- for all the details on what will be going on during the, the meeting, because there's a lot of things that will be going on during this meeting, uh, you can go straight to fanforce.net and get the facts from news. Also, the action-adventure in movie making at the Carnegie Science Center is still on until May 1st so if you're at the Pittsburgh Toy Show this weekend you can go by the uh, Carnegie Science Center uh, Art and Science of, Cité of Star Wars at Cité des Sciences in uh, Paris in Paris yes in Paris in Paris like it's in the way Paris it's France the way it's supposed to be said in French um, we will be uh, it's, it's on until August 27th uh, Star Wars, where science meets imagination, Museum of Science in uh, Boston, Massachusetts, will be on until April 30th. Guys, we we gotta go there. Where? In Boston. Boston. We gotta do we gotta do like a weekend road trip or something. Okay. I got the book. It's really nice. Yeah, I, know. I have it too. Yeah. You get it? Okay. So, what do you think? When? Before it closes. It's like between five and six hour drive. We can do that. If you guys can go to Toronto, why not Boston for a weekend? That's it. We can do that. Can take train worst case scenario. Anyhow, the art of Star Wars. Like <laughs> Look I'll at drive. it. Uh, cool. There, okay. we, got, we got a driver. I'll, I'll co-pilot. Let's can fit in. You'll co-pilot. I'll co-pilot. You hit no. the hyperdrive uh, button. I'll, I'll, <laughs> have, I'll hit the hyperdrive button. I'll have a big flashing red light on the on the dashboard. I <laughs> need to find some incentive to bring my girlfriend. Uh, no, there's, oh, no there's, there's lots of there's lots of art <laughs> museums. Yeah, but 
I it's won't Boston. Be, I, I won't be able to Boston. hang out with you guys. It's Boston. Why not? Dude, it's cool. You know what? You just like you come to to, to the museum with us, and then oh, the museum, okay. But you guys doing you a live show or something there? You, you guys can do whatever you want after that. And the only thing is that we're we're going back on on, on, on Sunday, either okay. really really late or like coming back on Monday, something like that. Mm-hmm. We'll figure something out. Yeah. All right. Uh, the other Star Wars is still at the Singapore Science Center until April third. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson was on the Tonight Show. And he was in the view. And Natalie Portman will be on SNL on March 4th. So don't miss that. So do the nightlife for those who don't know what SNL is? Everybody knows Oh, come on. Come on. It's like SW. Like, what does SW mean? It's like Star Wars. Come on. What's ESB? Uh, I don't know. It's a good show business. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's Empire Strikes Back, you Yeah, I know. But still, you gotta admit, it's kind of like a fake kind of thing. I gotta go to... ESB to the yeah. show business school here in Montreal just because it's ESB <laughs> yeah <laughs> wow Natalie Portman will be on the female star of the year award at Show West in Las Vegas Nevada on March 16th congratulations I hope, I hope she wins and uh, I want to finish the uh, why are you guys playing with my USB sticks at least you said USB stick <laughs> <laughs> Snap! <laughs> That's still smaller than some other things. Oh, oh shit! Okay, so <laughs> as I was saying, the uh, Sit Clan seventh anniversary will be uh, celebrated next week. Uh, we're going to be going uh, for bowling right after we've had supper at Le Chrysanthème, and we'll be going to bowling at uh, Sharks Pool Bar in Saint Catherine West. So feel free to go to setclan.net, check out the forums in the uh, events section, or you can go to the FanForce boards, and I'm sure our, our local CR will be putting all the information. It's already there. Really soon. Congratulations, it's CR. That's, I, I, I cannot say anything bad to that girl, because she's just so amazing. All right. Well, who's in the chat with us? In the chat right now, we have Admiral, we have Adria, we have Koki171, we have you, we have E5150, Ikasra, Gambler, uh, Gnosis, myself, Heels1785, Japoy, Brian, <laughs> um, Left Elbow, M. Methab, Octavis3, Skylover, Snakes, Tigerclaw, and Toddy. I was in trouble for saying his name wrong last week, so oh. instead of Toddy, it is Toddy. It's Toddy. That's right. Hi, Toddy. <laughs> it's a pleasure meeting you. Actually, him and Gambler have to get together because he's in, he's responsible for South Australia oh. activities. Oh, so and Skylover could could get in contact with Gambler because he's pretty much into a. Uh, he's in France, in and, France yeah. and Skylover, we, you gotta send me like an email, not a PM, an email, so I can talk to you about other things. Concerning Sitclan. It's like, I have so no time to tell him that by email, I have to do it during the show. <laughs> It's just that bad. All right, well, now we're going to go uh, listen to a few songs, a few promotions, a few sponsors. And uh, we were talking about Nits earlier and Gimpy. So I figured, you know, why not put the click from Good Charlotte, which is basically the theme for the undergrads. Very Star Wars related, too. Yeah, well, especially if you listen to the lyrics carefully. It is Star Wars related. So um, you guys just go on with this with the song, and we'll be right back with our guest, Mike Dodd from fxsabers.com. 
and uh, just stay tuned. And if you've got any questions, I want to remind you to go to my room one in the chat, and uh, Brian will be checking out everything that's, been, that's going to be happening in there during the uh, the interview with the great guys from uh, fxsabers.com. So we'll be right back after this short musical break on Star Wars on Direct. And remember, if they ask you to vote for president for the official Star Wars fan club, vote for me. Sub for president. I have something here for you. What is it? It's Star Wars and Direct. This is a fan radio live broadcast. And welcome to Star Wars on the regular voice of Star Wars fandom. Hi everybody, this is Sebastian. Winnipeg and Jeff Kistel here. A live broadcast for a more interactive show. For over four years, Star Wars Indirect has been a talk show dedicated to the Star Wars universe. It began in French, but now broadcasts in English. How do I listen to the broadcast? You go to StarWarsIndirect.com and tune in live. There you will be able to communicate with the hosts and interact with them in the chat room, by email, or via the phone. If you've missed the live show, you'll be able to download each episode or listen to the podcast. The podcast? Well, the podcast is an abridged version of the full show. It's an audio file downloadable automatically to your computer. The show informs us and entertains us, and it binds the fans together. Galactic Hunter, the place where you can find the latest Star Wars collectible news from all around the world. From the Hasbro and Kenner lines of action figures, to comics, games, prop collectibles, and events, everything is covered and reviewed. Join our fan community in the Bounty Hunter Collected Forums and find all your bounties at www.galactichunter.com. Galactic Hunter, keeping collectors on target.
For years, sci-fi fans have toiled at making fan films, podcasts, and goofy flash animations to obscure techno music. They work hard. Give them their props. Watch, listen, and talk back. <clears throat> at planetfandom.com At SimpleNet, you will get, at a very reasonable cost, an advertising space for your company, a website built for you by your team of professionals, or quite simply, a space to put your personal site online. The online gamers are not forgotten. We can offer fixed prices of bandwidth, as well as solutions for turnkey pre-configured game servers. Join us at www.simple-net.ca. And we're back to Star Wars on Direct Voice of Star Wars Fandom. And we are joined uh, right now by our friends from fx-sabers.com. And uh, we got one of our friends over there. Uh, his name is Mike Dodd. Hi, Mike. Hey, how are you guys? Pretty good. And yourself? Um, I've been better considering how much it's been snowing the last couple of days. I'm wishing I lived in California. Yeah, but like the snow isn't the, the worst part of it. It's the... like. Eating up of the temperature, the snow melting, and then freezing back into 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 ice. Yeah, you know, cold doesn't bother me. It's this damned thing called ice. I'm not particularly fond of. Yeah, this is when you wish you really had a lightsaber so that you can just like slice through it and make it melt. Yeah, that would be really nice. But lightsabers don't produce heat. But still, it'd be nice just to slice a way out of my house sometimes. <laughs> that would be nice. All right, so uh, Mike, we're gonna go straight into the interview. And uh, I'm going to start by asking, why did you guys create the website, uh, fxsabers.com? Well, uh, basically how the origin story goes in the midst of old, a.k.a. 2002, um, our original uh, owner, uh, Qui-Gon, who also goes by the name of Courtney, um, he looked into the Master Replica Sabers uh, with the Anakin Attack of the Clones model, and he researched it and found the quality wasn't all that good. So for a few more years, he kind of let things slide, and eventually uh, 2005 came around, and we got the re-release, we got the release of the Anakin Saber and the Vader ESB. And he tried to look around for more information on the site and or on the web, and people were either misquoting each other, the information was just plain wrong. So he said, "You know what? I want to be the definitive source. I want to be what Rebel Scum is to action figures." I want to be the representation for information in the fan community for the FX Sabres. And that's pretty much how things got started. We had people, um, I got brought on board back in August, and the original core owners, uh, Yoda, which is Mike, another silent partner, and Qui-Gon got together, started getting the information, started learning all they could. Some of them uh, have electrical backgrounds. They know what they're dealing with, with uh, the insides of the saber, and that's how pretty much things got started. It was a bunch of guys who liked the idea behind the FXs, then we decided to become experts. All right. And uh, you guys are, like, world worldwide renowned for your wall stands for the FX sabers. Because in the FX sabers box, there's this little stand so that you can actually put it on a shelf. But let's be honest... If it doesn't go 
on the top of the shelf, it goes down on the floor. Otherwise, you just like lean it lean lean it against your your shelf because the blade is way too long to actually just put it somewhere really good. And to put that little stand on the wall and have the lightsabers just being vertical, that's that's kind of dull. So you guys had a great idea and you came up with a uh, an, a vertical standee. Well, yeah, because you know not everybody has the the space to display something hor- horizontally. Yeah. And, you know, I think it looks better because you can place it. Like, we've got some galleries on our website, specifically our own Yoda and Anakin Skywalker, one of our moderators at FX Sabres. Um, we have them displayed next to movie posters. So you can integrate the vertical mount into existing displays and whatnot. Something, you nor- something that's normally a little bit easier to do instead of doing something with a uh, horizontal mount. It also defeats the problem... Which can, which does happen with with FX is, is gravity can weigh down on, on on your blades and can actually change the shape of the polycarbonate. Yeah. But that is few and far between. Actually, there's one thing I'd like to address since I've since I'm here on the air. Um, like uh, you guys at at uh, on direct have heard uh, people getting bent blades and stuff, right? Yeah. What that is, that's actually the di- the diffuser. Okay. Inside the blade contracting. Okay. So your blade is perfectly straight, but it's the diffuser inside. It's the way your eye perceives it. And like gravity does weigh down on it as well. And I know there's a few. There's actually a few tutorials on the website. Is there one that tells people how, how they can fix that? Um, well, one of the things that I've been doing personally, because I still have some of mine displayed horizontally due to space right now. Um, is we do recommend rotating your saber about a couple of degrees every day, at least. Like, I mean, and, and these things are so cool, you're going to pick them up and swing them around anyway for a couple <laughs> of minutes every day. So as long as you do that, you know, you shouldn't have too many problems with them. And oh yeah, don't crack them off the wall or anything. Yeah, okay. All right, well, that's that's great. Uh, I was just mentioning some tutorials on the website. Uh, I don't know exactly how many you got, but there's tons of them. One for each saber. And it pretty much goes from everything of on how to use the sabers during choreographies, how to actually like design your choreographies with the six defense stance. And uh, that, that's, that's an awesome tutorial that you got right there. But the most amazing one, was how to dismantle a force effect saber. Yeah, that's one of the things we're particularly proud of because sometimes during the course of, you know, ownership of, of an FX, accidents are bound to happen. Or maybe you get a little overzealous kicking, you know, the tar out of one of your friends with, with, with these things and something breaks. So kind of we, what we wanted to do is to give the average person the information how to fix them. If you know how to take it apart and you know anything about electrical stuff like that, you can fix your own FXs. Now, getting the FXs is fairly easy, but it isn't w- without risk. Like okay. this little plastic tab that holds the blade in place, you snap that, you're looking at a rather expensive display piece now. Okay. Sort of thing. But it, it makes sounds. It does. <laughs> oh, sorry, go ahead. It, it actually makes sounds, so that's kind of cool. But, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an amateur lightsaber maker myself uh, I've used EL wire in the past to make my blades and uh, it's proven to be very effective except that of course it doesn't do like the whole flashy thing of uh, 
you know, lighting up at a particular time and having this this kind of timing things to it, and it doesn't light up as much as the master replicas ones. Uh, but to come back on that tutorial of yours, there's there's like a plug into the uh, the hilts of the lightsabers. And when I saw that, I was really wondering, can we actually interchange the blades between our force effects if we feel like it? It depends on the year. Any of the 2005 models, mm-hmm. yes, you can exchange the blades on the Anakin and the Vader, but I wouldn't want to chance it on anything that is older, like the Mace or the Luke, okay. because they are six battery sabers, so those blades are going to have slightly different voltage, as far as I understand. All right. Um, but yeah, you can interchange them. Because uh, yeah, it's just it's just a plug. It's like a um, like a um, stereo plug, more or less. That okay. everything goes in there, and that's where it just sits, and that's where it gets power from the uh, battery pack, as far as I understand it. Yeah, it it, it looks it looked to me like an ATX plug from the old keyboards, but yeah, exactly. That's it. It's 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 something it's something in the in the like. Um, so, is there any other tutorials that we should like? Take, take um, well, our we do have ones for if you want to, like, uh, like this is to all of the Anakin 2005 owners. You know how you have that little chrome button or that little copper button on your FX. We've got t- tutorials on how to protect that if your blades get damaged during combat. Like, say you got some really nasty-looking scuffs. Okay. You can we teach you how to fix those. It's just as simple as well. I'll let you go to the website and go um, check it out. Um, we're, show, we're actually showcasing you how to build your own FX lightsaber. Um, one of the pet projects we have going on over at fxsabers.com right now is we have already built a Yoda FX. All right. We built that using a Anakin 2005 as the base. Okay. And a lot of time, a lot of sweat, and a lot of frustration. <laughs> and... Our next pet project we're hoping to have unveiled hopefully before summer 2006 is the Dooku FX. Wow, oh, that's going to be nice. It's very cool. I've seen some of the work being done on it, and when everybody sees it, it will rival the mall in pure coolness. Well, speaking of, of the mall, the Force FX has announced that, uh, well, Master Replica has, has announced that they will be coming out with two more sabers. Uh, in the Force Effects collection, the double-bladed lightsaber for Dark Maul and the battle damage Dark Maul saber. So that is pretty nice. Uh, there was one of our listeners from the uh, official boards, uh, from, from the blog actually, uh, Rive Cato, he's asking, is there any danger of the upcoming Dark Maul saber breaking when the two are combined? Well, from what I've seen, now, I've, now, I didn't get a chance to make it to Toy Fair this year to actually go see it myself, though I was planning to. Um, it looks like it's fairly solid metal. Like I said, I wouldn't want to drop this thing. Obviously, if you're dropping your FX, you're not taking care of it. But accidents do happen. Um, from what I can tell, no, it should be fairly okay. The connector looks fairly solid. As long as you got it threaded in there nice and tight, you could probably do all the spins and everything, and you should be okay. I wouldn't be... I wouldn't want to hit it directly, like, full strength. Uh-huh. But the force effect, like, that metal looks to be about the same build as the Luke 2005. It's that deep aluminum, the kind that's really, really, really tough. Yeah. It isn't plasticky like the first release of the Anakin 2005 model, which there wasn't that much metal in the hilt. 
but I would guess that the Darth Maul looks pretty tough. In fact, I would even go so far as to venture. It looks like the toughest of all the FXs built. Oh, there you go. It looks incredible. And uh, Danny was actually wondering, will there be a special uh, lightsaber mounting for this for, for, for the Maul Saber? Now, uh, from us at fx-sabers.com, we are developing something. Okay. But until we get our, our hands on this, we won't be developing anything right away. But I can say uh, it looks like Master Replica is offering the standard one for this, but it would not surprise me in the final months leading up to its release. You'll see a special stand for the mall because it is horizontal. Yeah. Now, I was, excuse me, talking with one of our owners tonight, and I asked him if the FX was displayed horizontally, that a whole seven and a half feet of saber. Because depending on where the blade, or depending on where the FX rests on the um, stand, yeah. you shouldn't have to worry too much about the blades bending on the mall. Okay. They should, in theory, be free-floating. But, like I said, us at FX Sabres are working on several solutions. We're hoping to have a couple prototypes out in the next couple of weeks, couple of months. So we're hopefully going to get a hold of one of the malls soon enough because our offices are actually out in California. We're not that far away from Walnut Creek. Okay. So we're hoping. It's <laughs> going to be a lot of phone calls, a lot of palm greasing and banging on Master Replica's doors, crying and pleading, but <laughs> you never know. I'm sure you'll get the prototypes. <laughs> oh, yeah. that Yeah, like, it wouldn't surprise me. Like, in fact, if I ever get talking to um, Amy Blanchard anytime soon, I might ask her if she might be willing to cooperate with us. But I don't want to speculate too much on that. All right. Obviously, for legal reasons. And obviously, I don't want to speak for Master Replicas on that one. Okay, that's that, that, that's that's a good answer. <laughs> um, By NPR. <laughs> <laughs> it's your job. I I have a personal question. No, I will not have sex with you. Oh, damn. <laughs> Why does everybody keep on saying that? <laughs> okay, no, seriously. The um, the Force Effects Sabers, uh, I, they're like, speaking of Luke, for instance, mm-hmm. um, the first edition of Luke that came out back in 2003 yes. uh, was, was a little bit smaller at the hilt. Uh, the blade was a little bit, like, pastel in colors instead mm-hmm. of... The green that we have today with the new edition. Yes. Um, which which would you personally prefer, like the the smaller hilt or the bigger hilt and bigger colors? I would rather have the bigger hilt and bigger colors myself, because I myself I like to stage fight and choreograph fights. Okay. With a larger weapon, I find it's easier to spin in your hand if you've got bigger hands. Yeah. And the bright green, because of the way your eye perceives colors, like um, RGB. Mm-hmm. The brilliant green looks better. It does. I, I have to say it does, but in all honesty, I feel, uh, as a fighter myself, that the hilt of the first edition of the Luke lightsaber was feeling a lot more balanced than the new one. Now, I have never actually held a 2003 Luke EL edition. Okay. But as far as, as, far as I understood, they were exactly the same. They're, they're, they're a little bit smaller, and they're, they're much more balanced. In all honesty. Yeah, that's something I... Actually, now that you mentioned I would like to look into that, so I'll have to see if I can dig up an EL somewhere. <laughs> Good luck. Oh, believe me. It's going to be fun trying to find one of those on eBay that are that a price that isn't, in, that isn't ludicrous. Yeah. Um, the, um, do we have any, any fan questions in the chat room, Brian? Um, nope. 
Uh, what I can do is when I go back to my computer, I can post a link okay. to the uh, Yoda FX prototype. That's Ooh, that sounds like you would like would like to take a look at that. We'd love to have more uh, more people on our site. So, like I said, please visit us at fx-sabers.com. We sell the wall mounts. We got T-shirts. Got these little cool little uh, keychains because we cut all all of our saber mounts ourselves with a um, with a laser out in California. We make these little lightsaber keychains. They're kind of cool. You can get them on our website. Um, we do have some exciting new stuff coming out in the next couple of months. Can't say too much, but I'll just say you can look like a Jedi at all times of day. Oh, that's cool. nice. So, yeah, we, we've got some exciting stuff coming out. Um, obviously, we work close-ish with Master Replicas, so we're hoping that everything in the next year, you'll see some exciting new products from us. We'll have more tutorials and whatnot with the release of the Obi-Wan, our uh, Revenge of the Sith Saber. We'll have something on that, obviously. Um, okay. We're always adding more stuff to the site. We are redesigning the site right now, but uh, stay tuned. You're bound to see many, many exciting things in the following months. That is that is great. And also, uh, if anyone out there comes to the site, you can PM me. My name is Count Dooku on the site. I, I Since I'm public relations, I'll try to answer as many of your questions as I can. Um, media inquiries also. Uh, any any of our moderators like Yoda, Qui Gon, Darth Sidious, all willing to help you any time of day. That's that's great because there's a lot of people just, just like me. I mean, we I understand electronics. Um, I see I, I go to a local uh, hardware store and I just see like you know plumbing parts on like lightsaber right there. <laughs> well, one of the so. things we want to offer to you is if you've got a question and we can't answer it. We'll find the answer for you. Wow. You want to know about EL conversions? We got it. You want to know about Luxon bulbs? We got it. You want to know about any kind of lightsaber you can imagine? We don't have the answer. We'll find it or we'll make it happen. I like... Our promise to the, the public. I like that, that, that train of thoughts. <laughs> we do what we can for everyone who's supported us throughout this year by either visiting our store or being in our website when we have uh, Master Replicas uh, giveaway nights. We've given away a few Force FXs this year. We are actually the first comp- we are actually the first website to break pictures on the um, on the Luke this year. Okay. And obviously we didn't get scooped. Uh, we got scooped on the Darth Maul. But I guess that's my fault because I couldn't make it to New York. <laughs> but uh, we're hoping to show more 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 things this year. And like I said, we pride ourselves on customer service. So I invite everyone to drop in, say hello. Um, we're hoping to do some more stuff with. Uh, there's a spokesperson for uh, Master Replicas, Howie Gordon, star of uh, Big Brother Six this past summer. He's the Force FX lightsaber spokesperson. We're hoping cool. to do something with him in the next uh, couple of months. So you might see some more stuff from us. Hopefully, more high 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 profile stuff. And, of course, your publication here, which I must say I've listened to a, a couple of times, and I've definitely loved. I like the fact you guys have Arnery, uh, Arnie and Marjorie from ReviewStarWars.com. That's As a three-quarter-inch collector myself, it's nice to see fellow podcasters out there. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> we're, just, we're just having fun doing this. Um, now, here's a little trickier question. Okay. Would you actually recommend people to buy Force Effects lightsabers to practice choreography with them? Hmm. It 
it, it would depend greatly on the experience. In my experience as a stage fighter, I would recommend getting a boken or a broomstick. In all honesty, a broomstick. Practice your choreography first. Uh-huh. And then once you feel comfortable, then you can move up to the FXs. Because if you bang your blades together too hard and you get a blown LED, either that's all she wrote or you can use our tutorials to take it apart and fix it yourself. <laughs> but it would be better if you knew what you were doing first. Practice makes perfect. Yeah. And that's the way I'd recommend people to do it. Practice, make sure you're absolutely comfortable first. Because the last thing we want someone is to end up with a broken FX. And as Star Wars fans, we all know what it's like to have our favorite toy break. It's yeah. it's painful. It's painful. Actually, I've I've broken an an FX myself, and I am a pretty big guy. I'm a 300 pound man, and it's not funny to see a fat man cry. <laughs> <laughs> it's not funny at all. And you know, when my FX broke, it's like someone hit me in the most unimaginable place possible. Oh, oh we can think of a few places. Exactly. Ryan, are you in tune? Mm. <laughs> those things and you know I would recommend yeah learn what you're doing first or if you're interested you can also talk to some of your uh, local theater groups in the area they always need more support okay they'll teach you how to stage fight that's good usually for a fairly low fee like there was one there was a company in Toronto that would teach you theatrical stage fighting and I know a few of them use force FX lightsabers when they go down to uh, sci-fi North, okay, anime North, stuff like that, and they're all trained fighters in that. And you know, if you got an hour every weekend, they'll teach you how to fight. So that's always something, some good, fun activity, and like it's it's something you could probably do with your kids as well. Yeah, as exactly. I mean, like the, the the beauty of the Force FX lightsaber is it can be a physical activity too. I mean, you can go out in the backyard during the summertime and just mess around with these things. You get those sabers spinning pretty fast. That's a fairly extensive workout. I mean, anyone who's taken kendo, you start spinning around your katana or your boken for a while there, and you're going to get a little bit of a workout. So that's something, too. You can take this out with your kids. I mean, um, there was somebody on our site, actually, took their kids out trick-or-treating with a force effects lightsaber, used it as a, as a uh, glow stick. Well, it's great. I mean, you just can't lose your kid with a glow stick that big. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, think about it. Like, everyone's going to know where you are. Hey, look, the kid with the dad with the uh, lightsaber. So it's one, just one of those cool little things. That's that's always always nice. Mm-hmm. Um, going back a little bit on the uh, the fighting and the uh, the stage fighting, yeah, there's yeah. a lot of fan films out there, and most of them at the time didn't have force effects to actually duel with. And they did the rotoscoping themselves, and now they have fun. Um, the uh, the force effects are actually like bright enough that you can film them and use those blades uh, within the, the the fan films. Although it's always better to add some rotoscopy to it. Um, but the main concern I have with the fan film fights is that they never actually hit their blades, and they're always scared to hit their blades. Should should someone actually be scared to hit their blade? Because we were at C3, as we mentioned off the air, and there was actually a very nice demonstration from Master Replicas uh, during the opening ceremonies, and the guys were really going hard at it. And luckily for them, they didn't blew any LEDs. But over the course of the weekend, we did see some blades only light half the way through, and some blade actually lit up all the way to one-third of the saber, 
and then the two thirds were 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 the second the second third was just down, and the third third was open. So that was kind of funny, you know. It's a blade with a hole in it. <laughs> so should people actually be like really really scared, or should 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 they can be encouraged to actually strike moderately? Well, one of in one of our tutorials on fx-sabers.com, we we actually do a talk about this. We say put a tennis ball in the middle of your room, right? Like hang it from the ceiling. Okay. And hit your fx and stop it just before you hit the, the tennis ball. So the force of the air moving moves the ball. If you're going to strike another fx, that's about how hard you want to hit it. Now it's because LEDs they're Uh, they work on heat, right? Yeah. The reason you see so many blown LEDs is either somebody baseball, baseball batted this thing or they left it on, on for too long. Now, um, like if, because the hotter the LED gets, the more likely it is to blow, right? Now, um, where, where, where's I going with this? Oh, yeah. Um, I don't recommend dueling with the older models. You duel with a Luke ESB, mm -hmm. you're taking your chances. You duel with a Vader A New Hope, you're taking your chances. You duel with an Anakin 2005, you're not taking as big a chance. It still could happen. My recommendation is treat these things like how expensive they are. These things are about $150 bucks Canadian. Treat them like it. Don't True. Crack it against the wall, unless you just want to hear the sound, just tap it. But in my recommendation, you can hit, you, like, I fought pretty hard with these things before, hence the whole 300 pound crying fat man. Um, <laughs> and I don't recommend hitting it any harder than a light smack against something, personally. Because they say right on the Master Replicas box, do not fight with these things. But if you know what you're doing, you can fight with them just. Be careful and know that access can and will happen. And don't forget that the actual warranty on these things isn't foolproof. Exactly. However, in my experience with Master Replicas, as long as you explain the situation to them, they'll be happy to refund your saber, get you a replacement. You send it in on Monday, you'll likely have a new saber in your hands by Friday. Cool. Cool. And so that's the kind of customer service that I think Master Replicas should win awards for. Yeah, especially get that many good companies like that, especially when it comes to Star Wars stuff. And, and, and especially if you send them letters like, well, we were having this pinata party, and, well, we hit the pinata too hard, and the chocolate broke the blade. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Well, thank you very much for coming with us on the show tonight, Mike. It has been an absolute pleasure. And, uh, of course, you'll be more than welcome to come back and tell us all about the uh, Dark Maul Force effects. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm more than willing to come back on your show and represent the Darth Maul. Actually, like I said, we're hoping to get a sneak preview of it. It'll hopefully be exclusive, but I can't say much more than that. Okay. But uh, it's been fun, guys. Thanks for making my Sunday night stuck inside <laughs> a little less, you know, hellish. A little less hellish. All right. Well, uh, just stay on the line. Uh, for all of you listening to us right now, uh, Audrey, who's, with, who's in the chat with us? In the chat right now, we have Adalia, we have Admiral, we have Adria, Sibos, Koki171, you, E5150, Ikasra, Executor, Gambler, Gnosis, myself. That would be me, Gnosis. Oh, okay, there you go. Uh, Heels1785, Brian, 
Left Elbow, M. Mathab, Sky Lover, Snakes, Snowballs, Tiger Claw, Toddy, Ulrich, and Wookie Mart. All right. Awesome. Well, uh, we're going to go to a short break, all of you listening to us right now, and we're going to be back with Jeff Cialetti. So uh, stay on, because it promises to be fun. We're going to be talking about Galaxies and Revenge of the Myth. And we've got a little surprise for you, something you probably didn't think about. We'll be right back on Star Wars on Direct, the voice of Star Wars fandom. Hi, this is Jeff Cialetti. And this is Luke Campbell. And we're the producers and directors of Silence the Deadly Trilogy. And you're listening to Star Wars on Direct. And welcome back to Star Wars on Direct, the voice of Star Wars fandom. And we are live with from Santa Monica, none other than Jeff Cialetti, the uh, wonderful director of Millennium's End, The Fandom Menace, and upcoming Galaxy's Hand, Revenge of the Myth. So, Jeff. Yes. Are you thrilled about that movie that's about to come out? The documentary? I'm sorry? Are you thrilled about your documentary that is, that's about to come oh, out? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm very thrilled. I'm actually very, very excited because um, it's, it's actually coming together really well. It's, it's actually it's turned out a lot better than I thought it would. So um, I'm more excited than I thought I would be about it. Well, I'm really excited about it. And as a matter of fact, all of the crew here at Star Wars Andrek is because... We actually, you actually confirmed that we're going to be in it. Yes, you are. You are. I do a sequence in there um, where I have a couple of um, a couple of uh, you guys specifically, and, and one other that has to do with um, new uh, web-based media, Star Wars world. Pretty much stuff that has kind of come about since you know during during the prequel trilogy era. So, uh, and you guys are a big part of that. So I featured you guys in that and. Um, Interviewed you guys at the uh, celebration last year. Yep. So I, ju- I just really cannot wait to see the, 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 the final product because I was really tired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, so was I. That was the last day. So yep. that was, um, I think we were all kind of tired about that. All right. So uh, what, what will it be about? Because we know what Millennium Zen was about. And yeah. now you're coming out with like a sequel that is somewhat of a prequel. Because it's about the prequels, but it's a really a sequel about, like, the prequel. Yeah, it's, it's a prequel sequel, I guess you would say. Um, basically, I mean, as you know, with Millennium's End, that was about the anticipation for Episode One and, and pretty much for the entire prequel trilogy, really. And um, I, I, I kind of always said back then when that came out that I always wanted to do another one, but I definitely didn't want to do one for Episode Two because it would just be really redundant. So I thought, you know, a good way to sort of round it out would be to kind of do sort of a, a bookend. You know, the first one can be the first bookend, and now this one is the other bookend. The trilogy is kind of bookended between the two films. So this one is more about the aftermath. You know, now that the prequels are over, you know, what happens now? What happens for fandom? Um, and also, it explores a lot of... Uh, the feelings that people had about the prequel trilogy. Uh, I mean, there was a disappointment, but there were also a lot of people who really liked it, so I kind of try to get both uh, perspectives in there. And it's just really about this, this point in time for Star Wars fans, which is a really uncertain point in time, because there, there's going to be no more movies. Also, there's going to be the TV series, and you know, there's always going to be the expanded universe as well, but um, but pretty much as far as Star Wars on the screen, it's over, and 
it, it's really a major crossroads for fandom. Indeed, it is. Um, during the uh, during the, the the making of Galaxy's End, uh, there were some relational events that occurred with Lucasfilm and some fan sites. Uh, did that somewhat push the, f- the project forward, or did it slow it down a little bit? I wouldn't mean the, um, the clamping down that fans that we're talking about. Yeah. Um, I, I that's actually addressed a little bit in the film, as you know. Um, you know, Luke Bone, aka T Bone, um, he's in the film, and he talks about it a little bit because he had some issues and. Um, so I kind of go into some of the things that, that happened with him and, you know, in general. So I, I try to um, kind of address a little bit how um, really, after, I guess it was more after episode one when they really started to clamp down on the sites and they really tried to keep a lot of the fan sites at bay and how they really, um, not so much control it, but, I mean, they were trying to, be more in control of their intellectual property, so uh, they weren't so much clamping down. I guess clamping down is probably a strong word. There was more um, they were a little quicker to send out cease and desist orders if um, you know, if they were violating a copyright, which, you know, obviously they had every right to do because it's their copyright. Yeah. So, but, I mean, yeah, there's, there's a little bit of talk about that. I mean, there's no, there's no, I wouldn't say there's any Lucasfilm bashing in it. I don't really go there with it. It's just um, it more talks about just sort of the reality and the sometimes strange relationships between uh, the ranch and the fan site. All right. Uh, we know you did a lot of... It's sh- not. It's, 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 only, it's only sometimes. It's not, I mean, the whole relationship is not really characterized by tension. It's just there are little moments of tension in that relationship. So I try to include a little bit of that as well. But, but all in all, it's a pretty positive sort of thing going on. That's 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 great. Um, we know that you did a lot of shooting during the um, the Star Wars Celebration three, and we for those of for those of us who've seen Millennium's End, we remember that AJ was was there, and okay. we remember that AJ actually asked a question to George Lucas dressed as Bananakin Skywalker. <laughs> Is the, was that will that be in the uh, documentary? It won't be in the documentary because there is no video footage of it. Ah. Uh. I mean, there's there's a lot of um, Bananic and Skywalker in it. I mean, he's actually pretty prominent in the film. Okay. But I don't have any actual footage of him uh, getting up and doing that. I mean, if anybody out there has come and wants to send me the footage that they have, um, because as you know, they were pretty tight with security and that, and no one was allowed to take any video and all this other stuff. So I would love to, you know, get some footage of him. You know, asking the question of George Lucas. I mean, he had he had an audio file, and I yeah. I kind of went back and forth over whether I wanted to include that, but without no visual representation of that, it didn't really work so well. Yeah, for sure. So I mean, I, I mean, you know, I may you know add it to a later version, but as of right now, there wasn't a way to work it in and make it really sort of impactful, I guess is the word. So uh, without that visual element, it really didn't make sense to include it in there. That's it. Well, I mean, anyway, you're, you're working on Millennium's End release on DVD. Yes. And, and I've been working on that forever. Unfortunately, there, there are actually people 
and I feel really awful because there have been people who have pre-ordered it, and I and I keep writing back to them saying, well, it's going to be a little while because um, I've been trying to do a really good job with it. There are a lot of problems, uh, a lot of technical glitches with the the first film that I've been trying to correct. It's almost like completely restoring and remastering a film almost. Okay. But I'm going through like I'm trying to correct all of the the lighting problems and I'm trying to correct the audio problems that were in it and that's taking a lot of time because I don't want to release it with the same the same quality that it was released on VHS because there really wouldn't be any point. I'm trying to really make this special edition where it's really crisp and, and a real solid and tight uh, product. I um, And one of the other things is uh, Lou and I, uh, T-Bone and I, we recorded a, a commentary for it about it almost a year ago now and I've been wanting to put it on, so that's another thing that, that's taken some time. But um, I, I can definitively say, though, that it will be out within the next couple months, finally. Because um, the one thing that really got in the way was obviously putting this film together. Yeah. So I had to kind of put Millennium's End aside and all the work I've been doing on, on fixing the audio and the, and the lighting on that. And um, I kind of had to focus on this for the past couple of months because uh, obviously I had a deadline to meet which is Saturday is when the world premiere is so I, I pretty much had to be done by then and so Williams then kind of had to take a back seat for a couple of months but I am definitely going to focus back on fixing all of those problems and getting it together so we'll have a really cool product and there'll be, there'll be a, a number of extras on it too so hopefully um, people will be pleased and, and will think it was worth the wait All right, I actually cannot wait to see it, honestly. Yeah, well, thank you. I mean, I hope um, it's. I think it's going to be a better film once I um, once I clean it up a little bit. Once I finish cleaning it up, I've already started and it's already looking better. So I, I think um, once it's on DVD, it's going to be pretty solid. It's kind of hard because I'm really critical of my early work because I'm my own worst critic. And yeah, that was when I was making that film. I was kind of winging it. I mean, I was really learning as I was going with it. It was my first film, and at that time, I didn't have any real uh, practical experience. So, I was sort of making it up as I went along, and um, some of the things didn't work out as well as they should have, but there are certain things that I can now correct now with, with the tools and the skills that I have now that I know how to correct, that I'm going to correct. I'm not going to change the content in any way. I'm just going to clean it up. So, it's, it's you know, it's more like, a, it's not going to be like a a uh, Star Wars special edition kind of thing where I'm going to add anything. It's just going to be more of a, you know, a remastering, so to speak. So um, I, I'm not comfortable putting it out unless all of those little technical glitches are dealt with because I just don't feel comfortable putting out a, another product until it's all fixed up. So that's why, um, that's what the holdup is. So if anybody's been wondering, that's really what it's been. All right. So the, uh, the I guess the burning question that's on everyone's mind. Uh oh. <laughs> will Will there be more disco fries in that movie? Yes, as a matter of fact. Um, well, there aren't any physical disco fries in it, but there is a there are a couple lines about disco fries in it. So All right. You won't You won't be disappointed. I made sure of that 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 got in there. <laughs> Because that's that's how I recognize AJ at the second Star Wars celebration. It's, it's, oh, really? It's because of the disco fries. I walked okay. up to him, and he was dressed as the uh, kiss, uh, the dark dark kiss. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, you're like, AJ, 
you're like Disco Fries AJ. <laughs> and he's like, yeah. <laughs> so that was really funny. Yeah, I mean, actually, he's told me a couple times that people will say that to him. They'll come up to him, and they'll first, and the only thing they'll say is Disco Fries. And, I mean, I didn't realize that made such an impact. And it was just, I mean, that whole diner sequence in the first one was really just completely random. And but it was so representative of the fact that it actually happened. It was just amazing. That's why I made it such a prominent part of Millennium Zen because um, it, it it was just meant to be. Um, I was meeting up with that one guy, Dan, just to do an interview. I don't know if I ever told you the story, but if I have, you can stop me. But um, I was really just supposed to be meeting up with that guy, Dan, because he was coming from the West Coast to New Jersey to um, visit some friends. And I, I always told him, because he had been emailing me for months, saying, you know, I, I told him, you know, if you're ever, I mean, I'm not going to be making it out to the San Francisco Bay Area anytime soon, but, you know, if you're ever on the East Coast in the New York area, I'd be glad to interview you. And a couple months later, he shows up. And then, you know, AJ, he, one of the people he was meeting up with was AJ, and the other one was Kurt. And to make a long story short, uh, I, I was waiting for Kurt at his house for them to show up. But then they called and said, just meet us at this diner. And we went to this diner, and I just turned the camera on and then just let it roll, and everything was just sort of completely improvised, and it just really worked. And after I watched the footage, I was like, you know what, this has to be the centerpiece of the film. And that's just sort of how it worked out. And now, you know, this time around, I actually, I, two of the three original diner members reunite in, in a diner and do more of the similar shtick. So two of the three, there's, there's a new member in there as well, actually. Um, Jim Fisher joins them from, uh, if you know him from Jedi Net, he's, uh, he's so part of the diner crew now. Cool. So right. it's, it's actually, it's a lot of fun and, um, it's, uh, it's got AJ and Dan plus, um, plus Jim Fisher. Uh, Kirk couldn't make it to the, um, to this filming, so we put Jim in, and actually Jim worked really well because uh, they each each one of them sort of brought uh, a different element to it. You know, AJ was the you know the clown. You know, he and he was very uh, and he did his like AJ shtick, and it was hilarious. And then Dan was like the the fan, just the absolute fan, and Jim was more sort of the analytical intellectual and he was just sort of really deconstructing the, the prequel trilogy so it provided a nice balance among the three of them um, probably more distinct balance I mean there's more more distinct personalities come out than in the first one so I really like the way that one turned out alright so the, the movie is going to be world premiere next week at New York Comic Con yes uh, Saturday night 9pm at the Jacob Javits Center in New York City all right, is there is there any spoilers as to which celebrities appear in the in in the documentary this time around? Celebrities? Well, I not many. I'll actually tell you. I mean, it depends on what you call what you consider a celebrity. Well, maybe not people like myself, but someone like Peter Mayhew, that that I would call a celebrity. Uh, okay, I would say there are. How many? They're more like cameos. Okay. I mean, they're not. There aren't any celebrities. I actually did an interview with um, Jeremy Bullock, whom I had interviewed for the first one. Yeah. And um, and I, I wanted to get him in there because I was trying to get a lot of people in there. But 
as I was editing it together, I just realized there wasn't a place to really fit him in, just based on his content. So he said a lot of great stuff, but there just um, there wasn't a lot of place. And he actually repeats a lot of the stuff that he said in the first one, so I didn't want to just be a complete rehash mm-hmm. of that. I mean, what I might end up doing is when I release it, I may put it on as an extra. But um, I, I just really, this time, I really wanted to focus more on the fans. Okay. Um, I didn't want it to be about um, the people in the film. That's so, but I mean, I did. I mean, like I said, there are there are appearances by them in in the film, and I'm not going to say who, but there are a couple of them. But as far as um, as far as anybody else, there aren't any actual uh, interviews. Okay. I mean, I could ultimately change my mind, though. I mean, right now, the cut that I have now, Jeremy Bullock's not in it, but who knows down the. I mean, right now, if I were to put him in, it would just seem tacked on, and that was kind of how I felt all along. As I was putting the film together, there just wasn't a place for him. So, I mean, the, the, probably the place it's going to end up is when I do release the disc, he's just going to be a standalone interview on the extras. Which is which is still very fair. Sorry? Um, which is still very fair for for him it's to be still an very fair, though, he said? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I just think that... And one of the other things is I was really trying to keep the, the tangents to a minimum in this one. I have very specific themes that I wanted to explore and um, and he just like any any place where he was going just didn't stick to that. I mean I do go off on some tangents. There's a couple of moments in there that are um, you know just sort of what I call breathers because there's a lot of uh, a lot of talking head information going on where uh, people are really getting into getting deep into issues and stuff and that'll go on for like 10 minutes and then I realize after 10 minutes people need a breather so I'll just throw in something really goofy but um, as far as I mean I didn't, I didn't think the way to do that though was to put more interviews in because there are a lot of interviews this is a very interview heavy film probably more so than the first one so I needed some sort of visual stick visual sorry visual stick to throw in uh, to kind of allow people to breathe a little bit from the, the, the massive information dump they get from the interviews. All right. How long is the uh, documentary this time around? Uh, it's about an hour and 12 minutes right now. Cool. I mean, it could, when all said and done, it could end up being an hour and 10 minutes because I am still trimming, but it's about an hour and 12 minutes, and that's what I was shooting for. I always thought uh, Millennium's End was too long. I, I did that one in 96 minutes, and... Uh, and I don't know if it's just from all the repeat viewings I've, I've had to fit through of it, but um, I, I kind of, I get to a point about an hour into it where I really start looking at my watch. <laughs> I was like, you know what, I really have to make the, the next one tighter. So I, I, I vowed that it wasn't going to be any longer than an hour and 15 minutes. So well, I just came in under, I came in by, under that by about three minutes right now. Uh, but by the end, it'll probably be about five minutes under an hour and 15 minutes. So roughly, you know, 20 or so minutes shorter than uh, Millennium Zen was. Okay, I can I can tell you that I still sit through Millennium Zen, even though I only have the VHS copy of it, uh-huh. and this is why I need a, a, a DVD of it. <laughs> it's it's just a really great documentary, and I, every time I I just put it in the v, the VCR, I just enjoy watching it. 
Oh, well, thank you. I really appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, it's actually, I, I must say, though, um, I, I was, I kind of did take a step away from it for a few years um, it, until last year when Lou and I were recording the, the commentary. Um, I hadn't seen it probably in a good two years, you know, start to finish. And as I was just sitting through it watching it, I'm like, you know what? Despite all its flaws and all the technical glitches and everything else, I'm like, you know, this, this film has a lot of heart. And uh, it really kind of felt good to be watching it again because it sort of reminded me of why I make films to begin with because I really, because that was my first film and I put so much heart and soul into it. And I made so many since then, but I, I think, um, I think that one had the most heart. I think this one now also, I, I find as I'm putting it through, I'm realizing it has a lot of heart too. And, um, I really think, and I think what, what people are really going to enjoy about this one, especially if they're familiar with, um, the first one, is that most of the people I interview, I mean, obviously aside from you guys and, and a couple other people, um, are, were in the first one. So it's really revisiting a lot of the people from the, the original and it's almost like where are they now what are they up to now you know how you know how's their life changed since you know seeing all three films now you know that's really what it's about and I kind of wanted to see if anybody's perspectives have changed and, it, and it's interesting because in the first film there were a lot of people even before Phantom Menace came out there were a lot of people who were already sort of emerging as the Lucas apologist, and it's funny because some of those people—I'm not even—I'm not going to say who they are—but some of them are still the Lucas apologists. It's great. Like even after the three films have come out, um, they, they're still standing by it. And um, and then you have the people who didn't want to like the prequels even going into it, you know, totally being sort of attached to the the original trilogy and almost hostile towards the whole concept of a prequel and, and obviously they didn't like the, the prequels it's like they set themselves up not to like it and, and it became a self-fulfilling prophecy and and then um, and then there are those that really wanted a lot of the prequels and were really really disappointed by them and then there were just others who were like yeah it was, it was great like yeah there were flaws but you know what it was a great ride and um, it told the story well and, and I'm, I'm glad to, to live through this again, you know, not to make some dire, not live through, but, you know, to have experienced that again. And um, so that's why there's such a diversity of opinions there, but you can almost, some of them are more predictable than others, but um, others not so much. So it, it's interesting. Yeah, that's great. Um, what's the funniest story that happened when you were filming this film? Um, we had it, I mean, it really came down, and I don't want to, like, I'm not going to bash anybody or anything. But, um, and I'll think of a funny one too, but let me just tell this story and then I'll come back to a funny one. <laughs> um, what really happened, like, I mean, originally with, with the diner reunion thing, that was supposed to be the three of them. And we were all set. And, and it's hard because obviously Dan lives in California, the other two live in in New Jersey, so... Um, getting the three of them in one place was not a very easy thing. So we finally had it set, and, and, you know, one of them just bailed, I mean, literally at the last minute. And so I, I kind of had to scramble a little bit, but you know what? I was One of the people who was staying with me in the room was, was uh, Jim Fisher. I'm like, you know what, Jim? You know, you weren't in the first film. I, I mean, I didn't even know you when I was shooting the first film, but 
Um, I want to get you in there, so guess what? You're going to be the third guy in the diner. And, and actually, to tell you the truth, it worked out fantastic. As I mentioned earlier, the, the diner really went well this time, so um, I'm glad he was able to step up to the plate. But these are just the type of things that sort of that happen. Like, you kind of have to uh, you either say, well, we're not going to do the diner, we're going to... We're not going to do it at all. It's, it's over. We're just going to do it with two of them, which really wouldn't work because you need three. Or we're just going to do it with a new guy. And you know what? We did it with a new guy. And, you know, it kind of worked. Like, if you ever saw the City Flickers films, and, you know, and the first City Flickers had Bruno Kirby, and he didn't want to come back for a third one, so they got John Lovett. So that's kind of what it was like. But not not, not as funny, though. But um, um, not that the City Flickers films are funny. But anyway. <laughs> That's okay. Um, it, you know, it was just that sort of thing. And but as, as far as finding one, I mean, I can think of a little tidbits. Obviously, um, when I was when I first started home before you got there, um, when I was actually interviewing, I was interviewing Danny and Brian, and um, and AJ came, started just walking up, dressed in his his mall Stanley garb, you know, acting all like smoldering and evil. And um, that was that was just kind of funny because it was just in the middle of the interview and and just looking at the footage, all I see is um, the uh, the mall Stanley torso approaching the screen. <laughs> and so that was kind of funny. And there's a little bit of that left in the final cut too because you can sort of see that I, I cut out I cut out a chunk of it because. Um, it really kind of screwed up the interview. So <laughs> it becomes sort of incoherent at that point, but you can kind of see him approaching, and, you know, they have no idea he's coming, so that was one thing, and that's not really even that funny. So, I mean, there are, there are obviously other funny things. I just, um, I mean, there's a lot of stuff at the, the celebration. The whole celebration is just a blur now because I was so busy with this thing there that it's hard to even... Um, Remember a particular yeah. story, yeah. Remember, like, any stories from... I should really... i got to do a better job of coming up with these stories because when you guys ask me these questions, I should really have one, like, right there that I keep well, telling over and over again. Well, you're all... the first one to be interviewing about it. you got to forgive my, um, my blankness right now. No, it's, it's, it's totally okay. I mean, you're exhausted. You just, you just almost finished the movie. So we're going to have you back when it's actually aired and when we've watched it. And so we yeah. can actually comment on it and... I'm sure. I'm sure you're gonna have like tons of story by then, because you'll have time to sleep and regenerate a little bit. Yeah, I mean that, that's the thing. It's like you know, as soon as I hang up the phone, I know I'm gonna think of one, and I, and I feel really bad. I, that, well, that's you, the only time I'm really gonna think of one. You don't have to feel uh, bad because I can. Was, um, I can see. I mean, I, I guess really what it was. One of the funny things, and, and this doesn't. Really, I mean, it actually goes back to the the diner scene again, and it doesn't make it in the film because I, I kind of didn't want it to be about the fact that we. We have a new guy there. I, I just, I, I, I was kind of struggling with it because it was like I had, um, you know, it's obvious that it's not the exact same three guys as two of the three, but do I want to dwell on it or do I just want to forget that anybody even, that anybody's even different? I, I chose to just like not to dwell on it because one of the things that was going on during that shoot is AJ kept, I mean, obviously all the funny stuff is coming out of AJ's mouth, of course, and he kept making a note of the fact that Jim was the new guy and that Kurt wasn't there. He kept saying, um, <laughs> I things like, oh, you know who you are? You're the, uh, you're that new guy in, in the cantina that replaced the wolf man. 
in the special edition version because he would say things like that and he would say um, you know you're 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 the new guys on the Dukes of Hazard that one season that uh, Bo and Luke weren't on it and they got Coy and Vance that's who you are you're Coy and Vance and yeah you know, just I mean it's, it was funny I mean it's, it's it's not funny having me tell it but you just have to kind of see AJ do it and you know he, he would do things where he'd be doing the Yoda voice. And then it would become Grover, you know. He would start <laughs> this is another Frank Oz character. Um, so you know, it's just it's a lot of AJ shtick. And there's a whole sequence in there of uh, him doing the Banana and Skywalker thing. And you know, there's this whole little thread that I include where he's kind of standing in the hallway, basically harassing people going by. And um, at one point, he starts um, singing the SpongeBob theme with this little girl. And it's actually really cute. I actually had to put that in there. I don't know how much longer I can keep it in there because Nickelodeon will probably sue me. But um, <laughs> but it's 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 funny. And um, and and I guess um, and I, you know there was stuff. Um, well, the one thing that I that I found interesting was um, I, I there's all there's a sequence in there called um, uh, a day in the life with the Empire City Garrison, which is the, the New York chapter of the 501st. And I kind of spent a day with them at the Big Apple Comic Convention and um, back in November. And I just sort of kind of filmed a lot of stuff from that day. And the one thing that I thought was just interesting, not so much funny, but interesting, is I never really paid attention to the way the general public reacts to people in Stormtrooper costumes. Because most of the time... When I see them, it's at a place like Dragon Con where everybody expects you know, them the to be. The streets of Atlanta is, is dressed as something, so it's, it doesn't really phase anybody. And or you know, it's like Comic Con where it's the same deal where you got eighty thousand people and it doesn't really phase anybody because everybody's dressed as something. And like Star Wars is such a big part of that convention that nobody really even bats an eye. But interestingly, on the streets in New York, um, you know. You get a lot of things like people's like, oh my god, did you see that guy? And all this other stuff. And like, we we become so jaded about it where we just see it all the time. We don't even like sort of turn our heads when we see somebody dressed like a stormtrooper. But there are people on the street where this is the first time they're seeing anybody outside of a Star Wars movie dressed as a stormtrooper. And it's really amazing to kind of get the reaction to that. And there's a little bit of that in the film too. Like you can actually hear people sort of gasping at. Um, the stormtroopers and, and various other Star Wars costumes, and, it, and it's interesting because uh, I guess, like I said, you just get kind of jaded being a part of that universe that you don't really see it from the outside looking in. Um, all right, well, I think we're going to round it up on this. Okay. So thank you very much for being on the show. Oh, thanks for having me. Sorry I couldn't come up with anybody better stories for you. Hey, that's 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 totally all right because you know what? When I'll watch Galaxy's Hand. I'll just picture in my hand. It's like, and there it comes. And then, then we'll see the belly. And there'll, there'll be Brian and, and Danny, and they'll be interviewed, and I'll see it come from behind. And it's like, and the rest of the interview pretty much went down on the on the cutting room floor because Mole Stanley came by. So <laughs> yes. I'll just uh, that that will that will most definitely be a moment I'll cherish all my life. <laughs> yes, you can, you can see um, AJ's bare stomach. <laughs> Do I really want to see that again? <laughs> not sure. I've actually seen it up close. <laughs> All right. Well, as I was saying, thank you very much for being on the show. Uh, maybe we'll be able to talk to you next week. I know you weren't too sure about that. Oh, next year. I mean, I'm, I'll 
be around next week. That's fine if you guys want to. So maybe we can. Uh, maybe by then you'll have a copy of the film. So that that's awesome. right. But maybe maybe we can talk about it. Like we we can talk about like yeah. th that particular galaxy's hand for at a further time. But we we want to know how it went. So okay, great. Yeah, definitely. Give me a call. Like if you have room next week, show I'll be yeah. glad to to chat with you again. I had a lot of fun. We'll definitely think about that. So uh, we'll talk to you at some other points and uh, just uh, break a leg at the premiere. Yeah, thanks, thanks again for having me. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. And if anybody, anybody's in New York, don't forget the premiere is Saturday night at uh, the Jacob Javits Center, New York Comic Con. It's the first time they're doing a Comic Con in New York, so it's going to be an interesting experience. All right. Well, have a nice uh, week. Thank and, you, too. Uh, and make sure to be well rested for the premiere. Oh, I will be. Well, I'll probably won't have sleep most of the week because I'm putting the final edits <laughs> on it. But <laughs> hopefully the night before I'll sleep well. All right. Talk to you later. Catch you later. Thanks a lot. Bye. Bye. Uh, Jeff will be releasing his documentary as a world premiere next week at the New York Comic Con. It's going to be Saturday at uh, 9 p.m. I believe it's a Jacob something room. I'm sure you can find all the information. I know you can find all of the information at fadproductions.com. That's fadproductions.com. And uh, that's pretty much all I can say about it. That, like, me, Brian, and Danny are going to be in that movie. Wow. Did you know that uh, Jeff Roney was in the first uh, Millennium Museum? Y you told me a few times. I have to watch it again to see him. Because. I, I just heard about it I uh, don't remember Because when I saw it Was with you And yeah. we didn't know the guy That's it We didn't know him at the time So And Audrey hasn't seen it yet So okay. it's it's a good It's a good It's a good opportunity To show it to Audrey And all the other fans Around here Who haven't mm -hmm. seen it yet And just like see Hey it's Jeff <laughs> We could do it after bowling We could always cool. do it after bowling I'm, I'm game for that okay. Alright Well Oh by the way The new Tatooine TV is out We didn't pass it on the uh, You're on the right. Show. I but knew I was missing something today. But you know what? We'll just keep it underwear. for next time. Yeah. Now my underwear are on me. You sure? Yes. You want to reach down my pants? <laughs> so I figured. Well, unless I have a tuning fork. Oh. <laughs> I could arrange that, but I'm not game for that. Even well, you if could you stretch it out enough, and then, you know, it could be a lot of fun then. Like, people are so wondering what we're talking about. Brian oh. reaching down my pants with a tuning fork. Where's that cable clamp? <laughs> I got taken away. Uh, I was oh, having too much fun. Confiscated because I was having too much fun. Oh. That's right. Fun. Brian was having way too much fun with his cock ring. Well, you know, you could just make mm -hmm. the opening big enough and you can borrow one of these lightsabers. So who's in the chat with us? <laughs> Adalia, Admiral, Adria, AJ, Kaboth. You said it wrong. It's Kaboth. No, it's no, it's Cabal. No, it's How did I say it when I was reviewing uh, Alban Fett? It's the real. It's Sabot. No, 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 no. Sabot? It is. That's how Tim Sabot said it. On the audiobooks, it's Sabot. Yeah, but the audiobook wrong. The audiobook has wrong, but. It, uh, damn, I don't have my notes because I, I have wrote it <laughs> phonetically. But you know what? Listen to not the last show, but two shows ago, we had the interview with Tim Zahn, and he says exactly how to pronounce but it. It's yeah. not how we just say it, said it. It's, it's not Shabal. No. no. It's uh, damn. But Shabal? No. Shabal. Shabal. Kabot. Kabot. I don't know. <laughs> okay, Cocky171, 
uh, E5150, Castray Executor, Gambler, uh, Heels, 1785, Left Elbow, Matab, Skylover, Snakes, Tiger Claw, Toddy, and Wookie Mott. Alright. Well, <laughs> next show, people, is going to be on February the 26th. And it will be next Sunday. And we will be reviewing Empire at War on the show. Mm. And uh, if you've got any comments about this show that we just made, or that you actually have any comments about Empire at War because you're going to be playing it this week, well, you can just go to our message board or just drop by the blog on StarWars.com and feel free to leave any subjects, suggestions, anything you'd like, really. That's what we're here for. And if you want to bitch about us, send us an email. Send us an email or go to the website, the message board, and do it there in, please, a polite manner because we don't want to have to, you know, kick your ass out of our boards because you've been impolite to us. So we are all grown adults and we do firmly believe that any problems can, can be resolved by discussing it. Right? Sure. Sometimes you kick some ass, though. Okay, why do we still have those lightsaber here? <laughs> well, also, if you'd like to uh, contact us, you can do so by email at studio at swendirect.com. Uh, to become a partner or a sponsor, you can send an email to info at swendirect.com. If you like the show, we suggest you send an email to info at swendirect.com about, about it, uh, just because we like to hear back from you guys. If you don't like the show, you can also send an email and tell us why you didn't like it. So we can get better and so you can like us in the future. Uh, we suggest that you talk about it around yourself, the show that is. Word to Mouth is, after all, the best publicity we can have by our listener. Bring a friend to the next show, add our URL to your message board signatures, and go vote for us on Podcast Tally at least once a month. At least. We'd like to take a second to thank our sponsors, FederationToys.com, SitClan.net, Simple-Net.ca, the Sci-Fi Podcast Network, which can be found at TSFPN.com, all of our par- partners, the uh, wonderful fan audio production released by our forefather, Jedi Talk, uh, Victor Mayer, In the Blood Online, which can be found at InTheBloodOnline.com, Star Wars Aficionados, the best fanzine in the UK, PlanetFandom.com, Hail to the Fanboys and Girls, which will give you links to Trek Wars, the Furry Conflict, audio drama, and, of course, Silent Universe, which uh, Danny reviewed as very, very good and a must-listen. There's also Anakin and his angel.com, nerf-order-anonymous.net, the largest collection of Star Wars references and actors, Melvin Falcon, the galactic hunter who are still keeping collectors on target, T-Bone Star Wars Universe, the galactic message board, the galactic senate message board, and starwarsfanworks.com, the home of Star Wars fan audio, which will, which is available at starwarswithaz.com. Of course, all these links and more are available to our website at swndirect.com. And Danny has some. The answer is Sabiat. Sabiat, that's right. There you go. No. Sabiat. Sa, Jeris- a little b, yeah. and art like the planet. Like the planet. Yeah. Sabiat. Jerus Sabiat. You're right. Now I remember. Yeah, I was way too stunned. It's like, I got Tim's on! Cool! <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> it's like, we finally got Tim's on, and we want him back. So hopefully he'll be coming back soon. Um, you have to read the book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want to say that, uh, sadly enough, we won't be talking about Triple Zero next week because uh, Karen Travis will be doing a chat live exactly at the same time that we will be doing our show. 
therefore she couldn't make it for for the show. But we will talk to her in two weeks from now, and we will be able to talk about the story. Yes, because I will have read it, and the book will be out, and the book will be out at that point. So it promises to be a very very fun month of March, and uh, you guys just keep keep on checking out the website because we're going to put up like tons of upcoming shows, right? Why is everybody looking at you? It's like, yeah, you're going to do it, so It's like, it's your duty now. <laughs> I'm just thinking about all the editing I have to do for this show. <laughs> <laughs> I promise you, I'll buy you a case of balls. <laughs> And that'll be good. Cool. All right. So, for all the crew here over at Star Wars on Direct, this is Sebastian saying, see you next time on Star Wars on Direct, the voice of Star Wars fandom. You were listening to Star Wars on Direct, the voice of Star Wars fandom. Be sure to visit www.swonzerec.com for more information about upcoming shows. This show has been brought to you by SimpleNet. Webmasters, online gamers, or administrators of e-business. At SimpleNet, we will always have a solution to meet your needs. Vote Sebastian for president of the official Star Wars fan club. Sebastian will ensure that this fandom sees an announcement of a fourth Star Wars song version before the summer comes. Sebastian will appear all over fandom in order to maintain the power of the Force, strong in the hearts of all Star Wars fans. Sebastian will include Star Wars Galaxies in the membership kit. He's crazy, he's got vision, and like Fred Emin said, Sebastian for president. And of course, if you vote for Sebastian, anyone can tell Reblastic. Vote Sebastian for president.